Home is a member of the Boing Boing Podcast Network. For more information about this great family of podcasts, visit boingboingpodcasts.com. And to learn more about this show, read the show notes, get background information on the stories, subscribe to the mailing list. It's all at homestories.la. I have an idea what what to do here. Um, I'm looking at sort of the, the front of the house and um, thinking about doing some form of tap performance, which isn't necessarily my background, but it kind of makes sense. A lot of people are doing dance-based work, and I like the idea of performing something that I'm not particularly great at and just sort of watching it fail along the way. This is home. Stories from L.A. I'm Bill Barol. What do we mean when we talk about home? I ask people this question everywhere I go. It's a way of trolling for stories. And I get all kinds of answers, and some of them make their way onto this podcast. One thing people don't tend to suggest, however, is that home is a public space. You tend to hear people say, in a lot of different ways, That home is private, it's intimate. A place where you can, if you choose, check your engagement with the world at the door. On a recent Sunday, I traveled to the Rose Hills neighborhood of Los Angeles, east of downtown, to meet some artists who are standing that very human instinct on its head. They're literally throwing open the doors of the family home and blowing up some of the most basic assumptions of what home is and does. Usually each, usually each house sees a group of artists of, you know, three to 17 artists. So, um, so we hope that bringing those sort of widely varied forms of expression into someone's home can enliven or bring imagination and help to live in the place that you are and build your own relationship to it. That's Rebecca Bruno. She's a dancer and the founding producer of Home LA, a roving, shifting company of artists who come together periodically to stage site-specific works of all kinds in people's homes. A solo operatic performance inside of someone's shower, um, you know, uh, closet performances, you know, sitting on, sitting on another person's bed and, you know, hearing a spoken word telling of a story. I mean, there's sort of, we've, we've seen quite a, quite a, a range of artworks in various parts of various people's homes. Um, so I think that brushing up against uh, what is strange and what is familiar, uh, being side by side um, is important to the project. Um, And more than that, I think seeing multiple viewpoints, multiple artistic expressions in the same space, not being without too much um, division, seeing, seeing works overlapping, acknowledging that we are, again, sharing space. (laughs) Um, You know, it's a, it's kind of our simple performance way of getting at living together. She got the idea in early 2013. It came out of a couple of instincts. One was... So in a theater, there are certain conventions that we are kind of... Many of us are aware of. 
um, going in as an audience member, uh, we sit down and are relatively passive. Now that's disrupted to various degrees depending on what you're seeing and where you're seeing it. Um, but in general, you are static, relatively static. Um, and I, I enjoy and uh, hope for more experiences where audience members are having a little more agency in the way that they approach performance. Now that can be super, that can be very uncomfortable um, for a lot of people and we, we talk about that sometimes in our, in, our, in our programming, but at the same time, um, to me it feels like something very important um, socially that we are in closer contact more often in creative ways, um, sharing space. The other impetus for starting Home LA was a lot more prosaic, but no less important. Venues are so expensive in LA, and they're hard to book. Sometimes you have to wait a year or two if you can scrape up the money. That's Margot Moss. She's producing the next performance of Home LA in Rose Hills at the home of Lisa Moncure and her daughter Vivian. Um, grants are hard to come by, all these things. These are all things that I do as a producer. It's, it's hard work. Um, so if, if there's a venue like this where there's plenty of space, there's so many artists that want to show what they do. Um, and this gives them a beautiful little venue to show off, you know, what, what they're constructing and their process of getting to a performance and how they develop. And it's really cool. All right, my name is Samara Kaplan. I'm the curator of Home LA Rose Hills. Home LA is really special because um, it's really about um, community. And so I chose the artists that I thought would be um, open to, first of all, an intimate performance because um, you know, you're in a home, uh, the audience can come very close to you and can walk away mid-performance. It's a very loose kind of format. Um, and so I really tried to choose artists who would be open to that, and then also artists who would be open to um, sharing and collaborating with other artists. So not necessarily in their specific pieces, but coming to rehearsals, um, you know, really getting the most out of the process. A lot of the artists have expressed interest in um, performing something that was sort of in the back of their head, lingering, and this is like the opportunity that they can share it because it's not, um, you know, in a pristine gallery setting or a theater. It's really kind of an open environment for people to explore different parts of their artistic um, practice. I met Margot and Samara and some of the artists on the first day of open rehearsal for the company's 16th performance on September 24th. Although, to my outsider's eye, it wasn't so much rehearsal as it was a sort of taking the house's performative temperature. My name is Paul Pescador. I'm a visual artist and filmmaker. Well, I think there's something about the intimacy of the home which I'm interested in and relationship dynamics and how the architecture of a place can, can kind of contain that. I think those things will definitely arise out of the project. Um, but I think the dance will sort of be like kind of a bridging way of bringing, bringing different elements together. And a lot of my work is a lot of large-scale costumes that I will work with um, that, I, that I make myself. And 
the area of the house I'm looking at is very bright, and the time of the day will be very hot. So, there's some, so the, the environment of that is going to have to naturally respond as well. So you'll see, it'll probably me be sweating, and I imagine even thinking now is like grabbing, having a lot of like liquid that will pour onto my body as a way of sort of cooling myself through the, through the period of this time. My name is Elise Reardon-Young, and I am a contemporary artist. I live and work in Los Angeles. And uh, <laughs> Elise was eyeballing the space for a piece that'll blend performance and cocktail making. Uh, so for this piece, I'm expanding on a work that I did actually at an earlier home LA that uh, is playing on the emotional economy that I think underlies every good uh, like bar interaction, that uh, your bartender is a, uh, like a priest in some way, a, a, you know, an absorber of your confessions and uh, someone who doles out your, uh, I guess your, uh, what's it called? Absolution, thank you, that's exactly what I was looking for. Um, so uh, in this one, every patron will have a, an option to either buy their drink or uh, trade a secret for their cocktail and uh, we'll be trading the secrets written on uh, rice paper wafers so I will eat their secrets for them and they will consume the drink that is their absolution. Elise has a particularly rich history with Home LA. She performed at the first one in the Mount Washington section of LA and she's done four or five cents. And her parents hosted an earlier performance at their home in Pacific Palisades. I think so from my limited perspective of having grown up for some time in that home and seeing other people take it over, um, seeing an alternate life of your home, I think is a great reminder of like the options that are available to you. I think it gets very easy to find your home functioning as sort of a foil or uh, for your own inner life. I think our homes become very imbued with sort of our own psychology and so to watch someone else come in and like dramatically rearrange your very literal inner life uh, I imagine must be really fascinating and must be upending in a positive way because I mean our, the rehearsals are a fairly limited timeline and then the performance itself is also a very limited timeline um, so I don't think that we do any like dramatic structural changes but I think it must be really interesting to watch other people interact with that which is very personal to you and ideally I would hope that uh, there's some amount of joy and like you know life that comes from that. At this performance as at some of the others the homeowner Lisa will participate as one of the artists. She's an actress and she's considering branching out. It's a new arena for me is singing. I've always loved to sing but I've never really had the courage to do it publicly so I've been sort of dabbling with that a little bit. So I might, I might be singing from that jacaranda tree. <laughs> Lisa's been in the house about a year. She describes the neighborhood as a little edgy. Eldridge Cleaver grew up here, so <laughs> a little historical context. And she tells me that shortly after she moved in, there was a grisly double murder just down the hill. But she wants me to know that the first thing she did after moving in was take down the bars on the windows because she didn't want to live that way. She's thinking of the performance in September as a kind of housewarming. I think it's a great way to create community 
I think that, again, in this neighborhood, a lot of the people don't know each other. And I see this as a way to connect them. I will invite all my neighbors to come. I get, you know, a few complimentary tickets, and I will offer those to my neighbors first. And I think that it will be a way to take those bars down and create friendships with people. They'll be able to come here and see my home and maybe be inspired by something. So, yeah, I think it's going to be cool. That's Rebecca's hope, too, for all the performances. We, we have certainly had that experience with hosts. Uh, oh, we have... Um, we worked in the home of an artist named Michelle Jane Lee, who was uh, working, living and also uh, working out of the same space. Um, and she wrote to us afterwards, sort of describing the memories of these dancers in her home. And because she's also creating her own visual art pieces in that space, she, she was feeling inspired by the memory of, of that presence. Um, we've had a few times hosts say, I have never looked at that corner in my house. <laughs> now there's a dancer, you know, <laughs> um, moving all around in it. And suddenly I'm going to sit there too. You know, it's, it's, that is one, that's one really joyful part of it is, uh, you know, we, we can, we can really habituate the way that we move through the world, the way that we live in our spaces, whatever they may be. And we've been in one-bedroom apartments and in grand, fast homes. Um, But to to, to have that disrupted a little bit, challenged a little bit in a gentle way, um, yeah, I guess joyful can be be joyful. And if they've done their jobs right, they haven't just expanded the notion of home for the homeowner, they've done it for the audience, too. I'll just share with you a couple comments that I've received from some guests. Um, In San Marino, someone approached me to say, you know, thank you um, for this evening because I've just gone, I've just walked over to my house, which is three doors down, and I've sat down at the piano and I've played, just allowed myself to play in a way that I haven't done in years because I am, you know, working such and such job. Um, And someone else approached me to say that she had found herself dancing in her kitchen, you know, a week later after the, after the performance. So that's, that's the, those are the kind of comments that are inspiring to me as we continue to do this to hope that perhaps um, some of the events do enliven others um, in the way that, that, that they live in their spaces, move through their spaces, move through the city. Back in Rose Hills on a steamy Sunday, Margot was starting to consider some of the logistical challenges of staging a multi-part, multidisciplinary performance in a space that was built for living. Um, for Home LA, because it's a smaller uh, production, um, it tends to be um, wrangling, scheduling, 
um, overseeing. It's, it's kind of the big arms around the production. Um, and typically it's usually a one-person job. Rebecca is so good at it. But she, her career is, you know, taking off and she needed some assistance. And she didn't come to me, I came to her after friends of mine had been in one of her shows. And I just asked, do you think you want a little help? And she was like, yes. So it was kind of all simpatico and, you know, just sort of fell in and it felt perfect. So, yeah. It also felt like the right time for Rebecca to take a step back. She's interested in seeing what might happen with some changes to the production model. And 15 performances is a lot to produce solo over three years. I ask her if she's had a favorite among them. You know, actually, I have to say, I love them all. But we had one event at 5.30 in the morning in Highland Park. And um, it was a very small audience at 5.30 in the morning. But people showed up. And it, the performance started on the street. And we saw Anna Martine Whitehead do a performance that in the darkness trailed down the street of the home and then we together walked up and saw uh, Jeremy Hahn fire dancing on the roof which sort of transitioned into Nichols sunshine in this sort of in the shed that was in the process of being built and they were performing to this ongoing record and then we were invited inside the home to see Phoebe who invited one of the guests to tell his own story um and we saw, you know, it, it was a, it, that transitioned into seeing, into these curtains opening into this sort of strange extension off of their bedroom that almost looked like a classroom Maya Gingery performed in. And then we were invited into the, into the living room to see a sort of haunted um, dance theater work by uh, Jenny Liu, Grand Lady Dance House. And it ended with donuts and coffee. <laughs> at 7.30 a.m. <laughs> I would say that that was pretty magical. <laughs> Turning the idea of home upside down, even flipping day for night, Home LA is an ongoing experiment in shaking things up and maybe encouraging us to see the four familiar walls around us in a bright and engaging new way and maybe even dance in our kitchens every once in a while.